Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studio, it's time for Family Business Radio. Showcasing outstanding family businesses and the advisors who assist them. Good afternoon, listeners, and welcome to Family Business Radio, where we highlight family business owners and their advisors every second Tuesday of the month. I am your host, Anthony Chen. Today, I get to have the privilege of welcoming our two guests of the show. First, Jennifer Deloach from Brexley and Deloach. Welcome, Jen. Hi. Thank you, Anthony. Mm-hmm. Uh, just kind of a quick summary as to how did you get into founding your firm and what got you into law? <laughs> I actually graduated from University of Georgia School of Law back in 2005 and practiced for about six years out in Los Angeles, California. Mm-hmm. Um, came back to Georgia and was teaching high school when a very good friend of mine, Robert Bexley, who had been in practice for himself for some time in Lawrenceville, asked me if I would be interested in joining forces. And there are very few people who would have been able to convince me to go back to law at that point, but it turns out Robert Bexley was one of them. (laughs) So um, he and I decided to join forces and become partners. And in March of this year, we started working officially as Bexley and Deloach. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Now, is there a particular specialty that you two bring together? We do. We're sort of a a boutique firm, and so we both sort of bring our own uh, flavor to it. He specializes primarily in business and nonprofit law. And I specialize primarily in family law and estate planning. Um, we do other things as well. We work together a lot on personal injury cases and are sort of carving out a niche for ourselves in defamation, which is a very interesting uh, facet of the law. And we have a number of corporate clients who keep us on retainer to review contracts and answer the kinds of questions that just come up in the day-to-day running of a business. Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to all these specialties and the facets of the law, which is something that you find most passionate in yourself? I really enjoy um, the defamation cases, actually. Um, that's a very, like I said, sort of a niche area of, of personal injury. When we hear the words personal injury, people often think about physical injury. They think about accidents or slips and falls. Um, but, but there's a lot more to it than that. Essentially, any kind of civil wrong is a personal injury. And so that's been very interesting. I also really enjoy estate planning. Because that's an area where people don't wait until something has gone wrong to go see a lawyer. Sometimes we see people on the worst days of their life, you know, where something has gone wrong unexpectedly. But with estate planning, you get to help people plan for the future so that those worst days are not as bad as they might be. Mm-hmm. I enjoy family law too, you know, anything that's going to make an immediate difference in people's lives. Sounds like you're really into both the proactive and reactive side. I law. do, yes, yes, indeed. Well, just kind of a curveball question then will be between the proactive and reactive side, which uh, then do you find most passionate for yourself? Oh, proactive. Because <laughs> <laughs> right. you're coming in with something with already a positive. Or Absolutely. Somewhat. I like to help people sort of plan for the future so that, like I said, the worst days aren't as bad as they might be. Mm. If I can help somebody avoid the worst things that can happen, that's, that's a good day at the office. Mm. Now, I know with so many law firms, what is it that makes it? your firm, Brexley Deloach, so it's much more unique and different. Yeah. Both uh, Robert and I are lifelong uh, residents of Gwinnett County. We grew up there. We're very passionate about the community. We've both lived other places and came back home. And so we, we are very serious about serving not just Lawrenceville, but all of uh, Metro Atlanta and Gwinnett County. Um, we are people who are fully realized human beings, and we like to share that with our clients. They will get to know our senses of humor. 
They will get to know our own personalities. They know that we care about them on a human level. Um, and so we try to set up ourselves apart that way as being lawyers who really care about regular people. Now, you mentioned him being one of the very few people that can convince you going back to <laughs> law. How did you meet Rob to begin with? Rob actually married uh, one of my best friends from middle school. So her name is Whitney, and she's fantastic. She's our office manager now, and she's sort of the glue that holds us together. And um, so when I moved back from California and reconnected with Whitney, at that point, Rob was in her life. And so that's how I got to know him. Wonderful. And going from there and sending kind of this, this marriage between both of you, how was it, uh, or rather how long did he kind of convince you going back into law since you've left it? leaving California. Right, right. He actually asked me to, if I, I would consider it in March, and I guess officially we started something going on in April. Wow. So, you know, it, it didn't take a lot of of uh, arm twisting. <laughs> you know, <laughs> okay. it was a really great offer, and I and I was very happy teaching. I taught law over at Central Gwinnett High School, Go Black Knights. Mm-hmm. Um, a very big, you know, I loved it. Um, but I knew that this was the right time and the right thing for me to do. Mm-hmm. Now, when you were out in California, what were you still also practicing both the defamation and family law? I or? was actually not family law, but I worked at a boutique business law firm. And so we did business litigation, but I worked on a, a pretty high profile defamation case out there, mm-hmm. which is sort of what got me interested in that area of the law to begin with, for mm-hmm. sure. Okay. And, and on the defamation side, you mentioned it being very unique and not something people think about personal injury. And I right. myself kind of ignorant to that. It was most sure. people, the stereotype is personal injury. Oh, Car accident. Right, exactly. We all <laughs> so, think about that. Yes. So, so can you kind of be quick? I know it's impossible to give a short synopsis mm-hmm. in, in such a short time, but what is something that someone should take into account for or understand what defamation really is? You know, a lot of us have our first experiences with defamation in middle school, right? That's where we first get exposed to the rumor mill. And I think with defamation, um, the most important thing that a lawyer can do really is educate a client. And so there is a difference between rumors and defamation. Um, defamation can come in the form of either libel or slander, slander being spoken, libel being written. And in this day and age where everybody's on social media all the time, rumors have always spread quickly, but now they can spread it just at warp speed. Um, and so the difference is a rumor can be harmless. You know, a workplace rumor, we've all been around them. Someone's getting promoted. Oh, they're going to downsize. Those can be fairly harmless. They might get people upset, but they're not the kind of thing that really injure you. Mm-hmm. However, if you tell a story about somebody that you know is false or that you have recklessly spread without checking out, Sometimes those rumors, sometimes those innuendos have very real consequences for that person. They can damage their reputation. They can damage their ability to earn a living. That's when we get into defamation. Um, and so what defamation is, it protects our reputation. And my dad told me when I was little, you know, it's like a body. You get one, and it lasts your whole life, right? But you can't really remove rumors and, and stains from a reputation. So that's what defamation law is all about. So if someone in terms of trying to understand whether or not they themselves Mm -hmm. are being defamed, it would have to be something that's very substantial or or in writing. Right. It would be substantial. It doesn't have to be in writing. It can, it can be a spoken rumor. Slander is all spoken. Um, But uh, it it does need to be the kind of thing that will tend to injure you, cause you injury, whether that's humiliation or ridicule or whether that is actually harming you in your uh, occupation or trade. Um, It it goes beyond a mere rumor. It's something that is intended to be harmful. Mm -hmm. You mentioned something in terms of not just the reputation, but the cost on someone to be able to make a living. Is this something that a business owner should definitely be keen 
For sure, for sure. And, you know, now a lot of websites are out there. I'm a Yelper myself. You know, we all use uh, social media sites to review businesses before we go to a restaurant or maybe hire a professional to help us out with something. It's one thing to write a bad review. If you have a lousy experience with someone, that's fair. You know, tell the truth. Tell your experience. Opinion is still protected, right? Um, But defamation law kicks in when you actually make up facts, and make false assertions that are not true. And so business owners and professionals do need to be aware, you know, to read their their Yelp page, to be aware of what's being said about them on social media, just so they can be cautious of anything untrue that might be getting out there. Well, it sounds like uh, there's a lot of juggling plates for a, any traditional business owner to yes. be aware about. Uh, so how can someone best find you and your business partner, Rob? Um, you can find us at our website, bexleydeloach.com. It's B-E-X-L-E-Y-D-E-L-O-A-C-H.com. And there you'll find bios about myself and Robert. You'll also find um, links to the different areas of our practice. If you want to read about what we offer in terms of estate planning or in terms of family law or business advice, you can find all of that there. We also maintain a presence on Facebook. Right. And I understand you also have a announcement or a big change coming up. I do. We are we are so happy. We are actually opening up our forever office on uh, Scenic Highway at 59 Scenic Highway in Lawrenceville, just about a mile off the square. Um, so we're we're going to be moving in there on Thursday, and we're very happy to be making Lawrenceville our permanent home. Great, wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Our next guest coming up is Salani Desai from By Design. LED, Sonny, welcome. Thank you, Anthony. Mm-hmm. Now, quick question for you. What, give us a little quick rundown as what is By Design LED? Right. So By Design LED, um, we manufacture and supply commercial LED lighting. Basically, all commercial businesses that would be from hotels to office buildings to even outdoor highways, all the pole lighting you see there, mm-hmm. gas station lighting, anywhere and anything commercial. Um, we actually have manufactured our own technology, um, and so we made some changes that would make sense for the current market and to stay competitive with the other uh, against the other companies. Um, and we have been in business for now about two years. Um, and we've catered to only hotels so far just because we have a clientele base that's, you know, already established in that industry. So we kind of started there as like a test market and we've done well. So we're trying to expand. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, anything to do with LED lighting to make the space green uh, certified, we do that. So if a business is looking to perhaps revamp their lighting system, you'll be... Correct. Business to go to. Correct. And so we do retrofitting and we do um, new builds. So we can come in and change out the lighting that is currently already there. And so that the so that the building or the space is then LED green certified and they can apply for rebates and depending on what state and county and city they are. Mm. Um, a lot of energy companies do value that and they will give you at times a lot of your investment back in the rebate. Now, is this something that a potential client will be coming to you with this knowledge already, or is this something that you would help? Um, right. So I'm glad you asked that because we kind of started out with just supplying 
And so usually our clients would come to us with the prior knowledge of exactly what they wanted. But since being in the industry and trying to market ourselves to people who may not know much about it, we decided, I think, being a consultant is also going to be part of what we offer because um, we just want to educate you know, the clients as what they're getting with us versus other companies, what they should look for as far as certifications, as far as being um, you know, certified with the city, with the state, and even with just U.S., whatever specifications are required. Uh, right now, unfortunately, because LED industry is still unregulated. So that means that you can go on Amazon and just buy any light and they can say whatever they want, make all the promises. But in fact, it's, since it's unregulated, they're not held liable or accountable for misrepresenting. So that being said, we do offer the service of just consulting for you and kind of helping you learn what you need for your space and then what kind of lighting you should be looking out for um, and what kind of specifications you would need because someone can sell you a light with a much higher lumens or much higher wattage than you need, which is not cost-effective in the long run. Um, so we, we offer that to our clients. And we kind of say, you know, at the end of the day, whether our lights meet your needs at this time or not, we encourage you to come back to us if you have any questions. And then so far in the two years, we've had people go with the wrong lights because it was cheaper. And, you know, it's always the cost that's the factor, main factor. And then they come back to us literally a year later saying uh, we would like your services. Um, we would like the lights. So. so it's not just the lighting you're providing. It's right. The consultation and right. objective with it. Yeah. And because we've learned a lot in just the manufacturing side of it, what goes into it. And so I myself don't have any background in LED lighting, but it's been a learning curve for me. And I've, I have educated myself and I'm still obviously learning a lot more about it. But I think that it's important to pass on that information, which sometimes a lot of companies don't share just because they think that um, the person on their side may not need to know it or um, it's, you know, it's something that's over their head and it's too much information, which I don't believe. I think all information is good and it's just a matter of, you know, how you teach someone. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> yeah. so what motivated you to starting this business? Um, so my father and I started together. Um, he is already established in the hotel industry and he does reconstruction renovation work. And so he has built his business over 20 years and um, he does a lot of the um, construction side, but then he also supplies all the case goods. And then now he has slowly built it up to that point where he does turnkey projects. So everything from after the structural walls are built, you have your bones up and we kind of go in and completely take over. So we do the manufacturing of, you know, all the material that they would need that will be shipped in from abroad. Um, we do the renovation work. We have our own crews. But nowadays, in the past three, four years, people are saying, well, why don't you offer LED lighting or where do I go to get that? Because a lot of brands are so far just encouraging their franchisees to do uh, lead certified. But we foresee that in the future, it's going to be more of a requirement. So our clients started asking and my dad, usually he likes to make sure he knows information well before he's passing the client along to, um, you know, any vendor or whatever. Um, but 
he said, well, honestly, I don't know enough about the industry yet. But at one of his trips to China, where we have some of our factories, he said, I will do some research and get back to you as to what is appropriate for your project. And he decided, you know what, there's a market here, there's a market need. So I'm going to test it out. He went to some of the uh, facilities and said, um, you know, for my specific needs and the hotel projects I'm working on, is there a way we can kind of manipulate the technology mm -hmm. so that installation costs stay low? Um, and we made that happen. Um, but basically we started out as just like something we needed for one project and kind of uh, establish a company from there. Mm -hmm. So. And how did you get involved with the whole project itself? Because it sounds like your dad was understanding, trying to be reactive. Mm -hmm. well, I'm sorry, not reactive, but proactive. Mm -hmm. Because you mentioned about potentially right now it's kind of optional. But coming right. down the pipeline, it sounds like it might be mandatory. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And not only that, but I saw opportunity as far as cost savings are concerned. Um, because the way that our lights are manufactured, um, we guarantee five years warranty on the lights. But um, five years, you're still operating at an 80% performance on those lights. Um, so that being said, it should last you a lot longer. Um, and just in within two years on most of our lights, we have like a ROI savings calculator on our website. Within two years for most of our lights, you would get a return on your investment. So after that, you're basically just making money um, because of all the energy savings that you would have. Um, so I saw that... Um, a lot of millennials, like a lot of the younger generations, prefer to go to a hotel where they're wary about things like being green certified, where um, they care about you know what they're doing to the to the environment, um, all that kind of stuff. And so, I came from that angle, and I was like, you know what? I think that in the future, and I did some research on just what kind of brands, what they expect, and where the industry is now. That even if it's not 100% mandatory, it's going to be very much preferred to be competitive and to ha help guests decide which hotel they should stay at and why. And I think it's going to come down to being LEED certified. So it sounds like on the mandatory angle, it's not so much regulations coming in, but mm -hmm. rather a demand right. from the customers coming in. Right. Mm -hmm. And then the franchises are honestly changing their standards every day. I can say that. Um, and so some may, like I said, require it in you know, the next 10 years and some may not. Um, it just depends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And since you mentioned it is not necessarily a large regulatory body over mm -hmm. LED lighting, mm -hmm. what is it that makes your firm stand out from all the other providers out there? Like one of the examples you mentioned, just if someone just decided to go and shop on Amazon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, so the thing that differentiates us is that once we have our lights manufactured and we import them into the U.S., um, we have all the DLC certifications and the licenses like UL listed. So these are things that we make very public to our clients so that they can go on these sites because these are regulatory um, websites and organizations. So you can type in my business name, you can type in the light that you're looking to buy from us and you would find everything. So it would have test statistics on there. So how much rigorous of testing did our lights go through? It will have what kind of specifications do we claim versus what we actually, our lights provide. Do we surpass it or are we beneath those? Um, and yeah, it'll have everything listed on there for you so that even though we may market ourselves as such, you can go and, uh, you know, validate that. 
sort of a, a resource for someone to kind of correct everything. Correct. In. And it, it seems like it should be common knowledge that if you're going to have a, a technology like this, that you should have been certified, you should have been tested, you should have all the proper licenses. But like I said, because it's unregulated, a lot of people can claim they do. And then once you go on there on these websites and you check the organizations that um, regulate this, you won't see that company name or you won't see the claims that they're making. Mm -hmm. So let's focus on if I am a new business owner or hotel owner and other than this particular site and coming to you, what other things that I should be very aware, aware about or educated about before making a big decision something like re retrofitting or renovating a whole facility? Mm -hmm. um, so I think what I would start with is depend just looking at the wattage that you use currently, looking at your energy bill, and then seeing how, like, what that much equate to lumens. And so a lot of people don't know that. So if I have 36 watt, what do I change it to? And so that is kind of where we come in and can help you with that because a lot of companies will just have standard stock. And that doesn't mean that it's the best light for your need. Um, whereas we kind of do custom. So we're starting to get into that um, after kind of going through our stock inventory. And as we're replenishing, we're trying to keep a lot more variety because every client is going to have a different need from water to lumen conversion. Um, and after that, I think I would look for what are they, what kind of warranty are they giving? So you will find, for the most part, it'll be a one-year to two-year warranty on most of the companies that they offer that. But like I said, we do uh, five years. Um, and so, you know, I think just looking at the warranty they offer should tell you a lot about like, okay, what is the strength of the light that they're offering? Um, if they can't get behind for more than a year, then I know you should question how much life does your life, uh, what does your life, you know, going to have. Um, and then I think lastly, just looking at, uh, like I said, the certifications and licenses, that it should be 100% there. Um, I'm not saying we're the only ones that do that, but do your research and, you know, go on these websites and figure out ETL, UL, DLC. Can you find the company and their certificate number? Can you find their lights on there? If not, then... I would do a little bit, you know, more <laughs> research. Yeah, sounds like there's a lot of homework on the plate here, just <laughs> yeah. for the business owner themselves. Yeah. Now, how best can uh, someone reach out and find you? Um, so the best way would be our website. It's www.bydesignled.com, and we have our email information on there. Um, we also have our phone number, and yeah, that would be the best way. All right. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank mm -hmm. you. And that is the end of our first episode today. This show is sponsored and brought to you by yours truly, Anthony Chen with Lighthouse Financial Network. Securities and advisory services offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., RAA, member FINRA SIPC, RAA is separately owned and uh, other entities and all marketing names, products or services referenced here are independent of RAA. Our main office address is 575 Broad Hollow Road, Melville, New York, 11747. You can best reach me at 631-465-9090, extension 5075, or email me at Anthony Chen, that's uh, C-H-E-N, at com. Thank you for tuning in, and I look forward to your set of ears again next month at Family Business Radio.